That is me. This is my show. It's a podcast. It's a podcast for me, Childeric. The one named after the king. Yes. Today, this is going to be episode 32. 32 glorious episodes. Now, if you haven't figured it out by now, we take current events, everyday news stories, and we give our opinion on the people, the places, the matters. That is what we do here. And we try to make it as fun as possible. If you're not having fun, then that's your problem, sucker. French President Emmanuel Macron, co-prince of Andorra, successfully visited the White House, successfully made the rounds in the most powerful city in the world, talked to a joint session of Congress. Everyone was assembled. They all sat there as he quoted notables from the past founding fathers, presidents, civil rights leaders, and the like. And while everyone was whipped into a frenzy, standing ovation after he ended his sentences with a period, then he says, we've got to do something to curb nationalism. Now we may put on the brakes. What is this man talking about? Well, I tell you, in Europe, the term nationalism is completely different from what we consider nationalism, okay? So their idea of nationalism when they think of nationalism, they think of right-wing Nazis, okay? That's what they think nationalism is. But if we express our pride in our freedoms and liberties and what makes this country great and the fact that we're Americans and we love the American flag, apple pie, yes, all of those things. And that is what we are about. We are about the best, being number one, but also at the same time being fair to people, helping those in need going to the aid of people who cry out there's no one to save them from tyranny. That is what we are about. And so when we want to build this country, this nation up and fortify it, make it better for all of its citizens, thereby making it better for everyone else in the world, we are accused of being Nazis by those of lesser minds, those of lesser opinion. Now, clearly, clearly, French president, co-prince of Andorra, doesn't mean that we are all Nazis, that there is some form of Nazism running through our veins. No. For the last 70 years, we've been hunting Nazis, and if we even think we smell one, even though that man is 94 years old, we will hunt him to the ends of the earth, and we will put him on trial, and thereby end his life in disgrace. So now that we've mostly eradicated actual Nazis from the planet. Now there has to be other Nazis. And so who's deciding who these other Nazis are? It turns out many Europeans who are skeptical of any alternate ideology than the liberal ideology is now suspect. That's right. You must be careful too when you hear this man speaking or his terminology is not our terminology. When we think of nationalism, we think of pride in our nation and the greatness of this nation and what makes it great and all of those good things. When they discuss nationalism, they think of all of those things that have caused so much pain and misery on their continent. That is what he is calling you. He was calling you to curb your Nazism. <laughs> silly goose. Silly, silly goose. So, of course, our members of this joint session were just so, they just adore the French so much 
which is accurate they should, as well they should. However, you should really weigh what he is saying, okay? Really weigh, because their politic is not our politic. It's different. In the same way that Canadian politics is not American politics, though they try to emulate as closely as possible, it still is different. Because they're two different nations. France is different. So, our own people, our own representatives, standing up, applauding, lauding the words of this man, Emmanuel Macron, <laughs> because of the way it sounds, aren't actually listening. And this is part of the problem. They did this when Obama was running for president. They heard what he said, but surely he doesn't mean to get rid of the United States. Ho, ho, ho. Turns out, the guy's done nothing but try to destroy the country. But his words, when he says he's going to redistribute wealth, what he's really saying is, we are going to steal from people and give it to other people. When he said, when Obama said <laughs> that he was going to fundamentally transform America, what you think you heard was, that sounds good. Sounds like a good idea. But what it actually means is, we're going to fundamentally transform America into something that it isn't, in a very bad way. And that's what he went about doing. So you must, you must listen to these people. They have a different ideology, and it is a liberal ideology. Everyone will end up on welfare, no one will have any money. And those people will be presiding over a dumbed-down populace that has no advantage, that isn't actually free, that enjoys no liberty. Sarah Huckabee Sanders chews up CNN's Jim Acosta and spits him out. Now, this is almost a daily occurrence. This is almost a daily occurrence. But you see, uh, if you go to the Gateway Pundit, he has a story on this, Jim Hoft, and you go there and you watch this video, watch a video, because you will see something that is truly astonishing, truly astonishing. Now, these reporters, Jim Acosta and the room that is assembled in this press room, they are there to listen to Miss <laughs> Sanders, because Miss Sanders is speaking for the office of the White House, and her job is to disseminate information. However, at some point, these reporters have become twisted in their minds and got it all turned around, okay? And so now when you listen to their questions, almost daily, they interject their opinion, their opinion of the president, which is not what this function, the function of this meeting is. The function of this meeting is to say what the, to disseminate information from the office of the White House to the press because we have a thing called freedom of the press, okay? So that they can have access to certain information as provided and they can then, as is their responsibility, in turn, disseminate that information to the public, to the masses, via whatever medium they are using. But almost on a daily occurrence, especially with this Jim Acosta fellow, he interjects in his questions opinion. His, his questions are no longer questions regarding information that he has just received. His questions are his own opinion, interjecting his own opinion on what the president thinks. And I have to say that you are not free to do that, free press. That's not what you're there for. Your job is not to direct <laughs> any of the policymaking, no matter what it is in the White House. You're not there to influence policy. You are there to sit, take notes, then take that information by fleshing it out, perhaps asking a couple questions. Now you take that information, you write the story to disseminate that information. That is all. That is your place. So America has this issue right now with people who don't know their place. We have an issue where we have 
the janitor who thinks he's the CEO of the company, okay? And that isn't how any of this works. It's not how any of this works. And these, these people, these CNN people, MSNBC, they don't know this. They think it's their job to keep everyone honest. Incorrect. In this particular situation, your job literally is to take notes. Ask maybe a couple of questions to solidify the substance. <laughs> that you can then take that, put it into a story, and air it on whatever medium. That's your job. That's it. That's all there is. That's all there is to it. You are simply taking messages and disseminating that information. That's all. They've got it so twisted up, though. So twisted up. And then they think when they are shunned or, or swept aside, dismissed, their, their questions being dismissed, they think, oh, freedom of press is under attack. No. You have gone beyond what it is that your level is in, in the world, okay? And you have taken to, in, to imposing your opinion on the information that you receive. That is not your job. Your job is not to impose your own opinion on the information. Your job is to take the information and to disseminate that information to the public. That is your job. You have forgotten that, and it would not surprise me if they just kicked you out, because there's, there's plenty of people in that press pool, okay? There's plenty of people in that press pool. So it's not like they are against a free press. It's that they're against people interjecting their own opinions <laughs> in an attempt to drive policy. Constantly implying some type of nefarious scandal is afoot. And so the, the level of absurdity is off the charts. And these people are the most ridiculous people I've ever seen before in my life. And they, they literally have this brainwashed ideology. <laughs> it's pretty silly. Pretty silly if you ask me. So we are waiting for the Justice Department to release missing struck page text messages. It's apparently imminent that these t missing texts, there were six months where they were texting each other that those records were not uh, really, had not been released. So there were six months of missing texts <laughs> in a crucial time period that some believe will shed light on a number of different things about these nefarious actors within the FBI and the Justice Department. So it's like that moment where you're about to reach down and pull the plug and empty the tub, the filthy, dirty water out of the tub. You're about to reach down and pull it, pull the plug. And when you pull the plug, all the swirly just swirls right down the drain. That's the moment that we are, we are, we are reaching for the plug and we're pulling the plug. Now, what is the, some of the implications could this possibly have? Well, one of the implications is that Obama knew about it. They, Obama knew about what they were doing that they had some type of thing that they were enacting, some type of action, what could it be? Could it possibly be a coup? Could it possibly be a coup? We shall see. You've got corrupt FBI agents and you also have corrupt uh, judges that have tried to cover for all of this. And it's not worked, it hasn't worked. Once you get a whiff of somebody doing something like this, it all comes out in the wash. These people have gone on acting like they're the only professionals in the room. In a, in a, in a city, in a town where every single person is attempting to be the one who advances and rises up the ladder of success. So that apparently was a miscalculation on their part and they got caught. And so we will see. And apparently liberals are going ballistic. After Kanye West tweets, I love Trump. He's my brother. How could you say that? 
Kanye, he's been quite controversial. And that, that part is true. Very, very controversial individual. At times, he has not acted sanely. And he has oftentimes said things that really make me wonder whether he is sane. Sometimes he has released some music that has made me wonder whether he is sane. However, this is a moment of clarity for the man, so let's bravo that. And essentially what he's saying is, look, Obama didn't do anything. Chicago is still garbage town. There's, there's you know, homicides and, and gang activity and drugs, and it's still, it's still a cesspool. It's a cesspool of illegal activity. Murders. <laughs> so the crime rate's through the roof in that liberal utopia. And, and what Kanye West is saying is that Obama, who's from there, didn't do anything about it, didn't clean it up at all, didn't touch it, didn't, didn't think about it, left it alone. It's still crappy. So he kind of, he's kind of got Obama there, he got him on that, he a zinger right there, it's still a shithole. So liberals are like getting red-pilled by Kanye West, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what was that thing that Kanye said before? Wasn't it Kanye West that said that George Bush hates black people? They were doing some rock the vote, and like Mike Myers was standing next to him, and my, even Mike Myers, from, he's from Canada, and he just turns and looks at him like, you can't say that. He's shocked. Like, I can't believe you just said that on live TV. It's rock the vote or something. But anyways, so chalk it up, because Kanye said some wild stuff before. And musicians, talented artists, or whatever you want to call them, they are often eccentric, and they often have eccentric inclinations. And to be honest with you, I can't put a finger on this, but seems to be awakened to a pulse that is running in the black community that they are realizing that there is something better. And it's just like we've all been saying, what are you guys talking about? You guys are free to live well and prosper. You can vote, you have a voice, you can run for office, you can become anything you want. And so he's right, Kanye West is right in the sense that you got to stop talking like that about the president. He's not racist. Okay? He's not racist. You know, his policies aren't racist. This is just more of that liberal temper tantrum, child, childish temper tantrum that they throw because they lost. And people are hip, they're, they're wise to their, their scheme, which apparently revolves around money. So these are just nothing but a bunch of greedy individuals that are willing to foment chaos to achieve their aim. Kanye is hip to it. He's hip to it. He's making it cool again. Making it cool to not be liberal. Which seems to be pretty easy these days. Seems to be easy these days. President Trump likely to win travel ban case in the Supreme Court. So, we have a federal judge who is, once again, interjecting into the DACA scenario and attempting to order the president to continue signing adults up for DACA. They say children, but they're not children anymore. Oh, we have to continue that Obama legacy program. <laughs> the problem is, is that the law's not on the judge's side. And Trump would win that in the Supreme Court, no problem. Why is that? Because his duties are specifically spelled out in the Constitution. But the fact that we're here again, that, that this matter is coming before the Supreme Court again, that, that this is coming up in the same fashion, leads us back to that. I've had this on several episodes. I've discussed this on several episodes. It leads us right back to what has changed from the time Obama was in office to the time that Trump is in office. What has changed if you are a liberal and you had your agenda moving forward and 
we discussed the things like as far as like the Orlando shooting and how the, there was connections with ISIL and ISIS and all kinds of different nefarious actors in the Middle East. This was all happening under Obama's watch. Obama knew it was happening. Obama was part of it happening. There was money laundering. There was uh, gun weapons uh, shipments being made from Libya, through Libya, all the way into uh, Lebanon and Syria uh, through connections with Hezbollah. So all of these things, take this whole thing. And then so everything that Obama was doing was, first it was... First it was blacks getting blacks to riot. Then it was getting blacks to be against cops. And then cops were getting shot protecting blacks. And then, you know, uh, so the terrorism of, of his era is not the same terrorism that we see today. The mode of operation has changed, but you can guarantee that liberals are behind it. And, that, and the reason why you can guarantee that the liberals are behind it is because now Obama is only able to do these types of things like get a liberal judge to get inside something that he has no business touching like this DACA thing and to somehow try to use that to manipulate Trump to sideline the president's authority see but that's all Obama has left he thinks he's clever but this is all that this this person has been doing what an idiot what an idiot it's like how do you get somebody to tell on yourself you just wait <laughs> you just wait they'll tell on themselves you don't even have to bring any evidence that they're, it's, they're telling on themselves right now they're telling you that they're the ones that are behind all this garbage. And it's garbage, I'm telling you what. We haven't even scratched the surface on the type of stuff that these people have done. But that is his mode of operation. Modus operandi. That's what he's been doing. And so more and more of these liberal judges pop up, and all of a sudden there's a problem. Oh, you can't do that. You can't, a, a, a judge, a federal court judge, cannot, cannot limit the powers of the executive office. There is no law that allows that. Did you happen to read the Constitution? There's no, the judges, the federal court judges do not in any way diminish the power of the executive office by any ruling. So enjoy that. It's uh, time for these judges to be disbarred for creating orders that are in direct opposition to the Constitution, knowing that these will be taken to the Supreme Court. And there's, there's an, all they're doing is trying to obstruct. It's just an, an obstruction tactic over something that is perfectly legal. So that is a judge attempting to uh, change the law, but not the law as in, in this case, is actually trying to change phrases of the Constitution. So that guy, those judges that do that, they need to be disbarred, kicked off the bench. Like those guys gotta go because they, they've clearly ruled beyond their mandate. That's it. There's nothing constitutional about what the guy put forward. He has no right to do that. It's outside the scope of his office. It's out, outside the scope of the bench. And so they're, they're like these activists. Well, we're going to do this and that. That isn't, you don't write legislation, okay? Now, if the, if the Congress wants to actually generate a legislative, uh, uh, a piece of legislation that's going to change any of this, there, that is where that happens. That happens in the legislature, doesn't happen in the court. The court does not decide what, you know, how the law is applied or, or they don't decide that, you know, anything, they can't make up a, a ruling that limits the power of the office. If that was true, then why you wouldn't have a federal government anymore. And so, once again, it goes to the course of conduct. What is, it, what is it that these people are looking to achieve? They are looking to achieve the overthrow of the United States of America. That is what they're after. It's clear. It's clear. They're telling on themselves. That is what they want. That is what they have wanted the entire time Obama was president, when we had no GDP growth, when we had high unemployment. Nothing was done about it. And then in less than a year, Trump comes in, the place is turned around, flipped upside down, and it's on its way, skyrocketing economy. <laughs> People, you know, businesses coming back, jobs being created, 
ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it, and it just really all means that none of the people that were, that were, we've had within the last 30 years or so have done anything that they were supposed to do, have not done the job right. It's actually, it's actually sad. It's sad that we can't get the right people into the right offices because there's these liberals that are like, they'll cry about it, throw these temper tantrums and then attempt to sideline everything that you do because they're not the ones that are there. Well, it's my, my turn. It's Hillary. Hillary, uh, new Hillary emails reveal classified documents, Clinton Foundation paid to play. Yes, we, we are very much aware. Now, look, this is only like 281 pages, but these are newly discovered emails that were found on Hillary Clinton's private server. The emails are dated from 2010 to 2013. They contain classified information and show uh, more of this Clinton Foundation pay to play while she was Secretary of State, and it was happening within the State Department. There is a list of a number of things, heavy redactions. Um, some pages don't have any substance on them or who sent and received them. Uh, but yeah, Clinton's definitely uh, guilty of running an influence peddling scheme. And that is concerning that she was for sale. She was for sale, okay? So there's rules that guard, that safeguard these things from happening. And she clearly has broken most of them. And these are, these are laws that are criminal. These are criminal complaints that will come against her. What a silly, silly woman. Just dirty. Dirty as all get out. Terrible. Terrible. Deep state leak. Trump asked AWOL Sessions to fire corrupt lovebirds Strzok and Page, but Sessions declined. Stealth Jeff. We're going to find out here pretty soon what side Stealth Jeff is on. Is he stealthy or is he just trying to save his own hide? And just play that silly little game where you just placate everyone. You know, keep your, oh, I don't, I don't. see, because Sessions, you're, he's no longer in a political environment. He's no longer in, you know, he's not running for office. He was a senator. Now he's not running for office, though. And he is not going to, it isn't likely that he goes from attorney general to president. See, because Sessions, he may be a good guy and everything. We, we don't know what this whole thing is going on, but look at it from his perspective. The job that he is in now is the epitome of this man's career. So he really is on that cusp of that, that pivotal moment in his life where he can choose to do the right thing and act according to the law and receive the accolades that go along with, with whatever the fallout is from that. Uh, simply because, and that's what the law is there for. It's there to hold up the paper and say, this is the program by, you know, this is where all the decisions are made, is, are made according to this law. And Sessions does this quite a lot, actually. So that's what has people confused as to, you know, what it is he's got up his sleep. He must have something up his sleep because he's not a slouch as far as the law, okay? And, and so if he's withholding something or he's not, or he hasn't done something, there's, a, there's, everybody's got a question mark. There's either a reason for it because they're about to have something happen uh, about it or, or he's just not doing his job. So that's why we call him Stealth Jeff, because maybe, maybe, just maybe, Stealth Jeff is lurking in the shadows, ready to drain the swamp, ready to pull the plug and watch all of that slimy, slimy water swirl down the drain. Maybe Stealth Jeff is in disguise. If, if, yeah, I mean, we're all just kind of like, okay, we're, we're ready. We're ready, Stealth Jeff. Uh, you need to start. You need to start doing the job. We got to start seeing some results here because uh, that's the reason why you're there. That's why you're there. You're there to help us uphold the law. That's your job. Let's uphold the law together. We'll do it together. You will do it and we will affirm it. We, as the people, will be pleased the moment you uphold the law. 
the moment you follow the rules to the T, which it seems at times he's very, very mindful of. So it could go either way. Stealth Jeff is a possibility, but it's also possible that he, that he waffles and he goes weak. He's a waffle, waffler. Maybe. We don't know yet. We hope not. We hope, we hope Stealth Jeff is real. We're cheering for Stealth Jeff. We want Stealth Jeff, Attorney General Stealth Jeff, to be lurking behind the scenes ready to be the law. Like, a, like an old gray-haired Judge Dredd, just ready to, to execute judgment. We're ready to do it. People are going on trial. This is it. We're ready. Everyone's ready. We're, we're cheering you on, buddy. Let's do it. We've got some nefarious actors that have pulled some illegal stuff. It's your job to go in there and, and deal with it. We're right behind you, Jeff. We're right behind you. Now, go in there. Take them out. Cuff them up. Indictments. We gotta have them. <laughs> this is it. It's your turn. That's why you're here. This is the job. This is what you do. You're the guy. We're ready. We're waiting. Anytime now. We don't know. We don't know. Foul mouth Vicente Fox. Donald Trump has ruined the American dream for non-Americans. What'd you just say? What'd you just say? I had a dream that the Mexican people were prosperous in their own land and that their government wasn't full of corrupted officials and that their people didn't have to fear cartels. Vicente Fox, you can take the old trail to Mexico never to be seen again. You know what I'm saying? It's cute though. It's cute though because he's like, I, I was formerly president of Mexico. Now I'm on permanent vacation. What are you doing? He's just constantly like harassing. Constantly doing his, his whole shtick. No, I have written, written a book about how it is a beautiful story for... <laughs> now he sounds communist. Whatever. It's a beautiful story about climbing the fence, getting to America, living as a fugitive until you're caught and deported. But in the meantime, you make enough money to send home and that's how you keep Mexico f afloat. Everyone invades another country, steals the money, steals the jobs, and sends the money back to Mexico. Okay, whatever. What they should be concerned with, which is probably what the thing is, is, the, is NAFTA, okay? Because not only are we gonna close the border, we're gonna close the trade border. So the NRA, this, all of this anti-gun, liberal anti-gun stuff has backfired on them, and the NRA has broken a 15-year fundraising record. This is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. This is the kind of thing that we've got all these things going on in the world, and it's like, boy, liberals just didn't get the memo, did they? They just didn't get the message. The message is clear. We're done with this. They have nothing to offer except problems that they will then come in and solve. We will be in control of it. That's what they say. No, we're done with that. We're done with that. Stop making problems. Go away. Go away. It would be one thing if you were like Alan Dershowitz and you could sit down and actually have an intelligent conversation, but you can't. You've created problems and you think you're the only ones that can solve them. I don't think that's the case. And you will solve those problems that you created. And then where will you be? You will be nowhere. You will not have anything to cry about. You will not have any platform to run on. You will wither on the vine. People will know that you are nefarious and that you are silly and that you know nothing about operating the government, enhancing the economy, and growing prosperity and wealth for every American. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You gotta come, in your mind, you have to make up reasons to run for office. Well, I don't know. I don't have a good uh, track record between the 18 and the uh, uh, 32 demographic, but lesbians, though, lesbians love me. <laughs> so I will champion the cause of women, right? Women to associate with each other in any way, sexually or otherwise. 
That's my platform. That doesn't have anything to do with economics. It doesn't have anything to do with just, yes, it does because they're being oppressed. Whatever. Get out of here. Beat it. Beat it. What about the gay? Oh, so you're pandering to 5% of the population? Get out of here. Well, but, but liberalism. Always telling you what to think. Always trying to emotionally manipulate you. Wait a minute. Are you my ex-wife? <laughs> my God, liberals are my ex-wife. No wonder. Doesn't listen. Continually tries to manipulate. You think, hey, you, <laughs> don't get me started. Don't get me started. So, okay, so this is another thing that's been going on. Uh, Trump has been waiting uh, for a lot of his people, his cabinet posts or his appointments to be uh, uh, approved by the, by the Senate. And so he tweets out something about it last week because he's got this meeting coming up with, the, uh, with Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. I don't know how you said whatever. And so the story out of the Gateway Pundit says, finally, after a year of delays, GOP leader McConnell files cloture on nomination of Richard Grenell as U.S. ambassador to Germany. Yeah, we're going to need that ambassador. Hello, I've got meetings coming up. This is, which is probably what, that's my tone. You know what? I'm going to need, I'm going to need an ambassador. That's as good as I can do. Sorry. So yeah, so yeah. But it's sad because they just have taken so long and it's like they don't have the people getting in there to do the jobs that are necessary to do, okay? And it's because we're bogged down with all this other nonsense that the liberals just made up that turns out it's not real. Those are crazies, man. Crazy. Get those nominations. Nominations approved. Get them approved right now. Get those. We're going to need those. And a bunch of people in government that aren't doing their job. If you did that at McDonald's, you'd be fired. Perhaps that's a lesson you need to learn. Sarah Carter says McCabe may have issued stand-down order on FBI Hillary Clinton email investigation. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the reputable type. I'm sorry, but I'm sitting here and I've got this David Hogue photo of him staring at me. This, this little pro-gun dating site uses anti-gun teen David Hogue to lure love-hunting singles. But the picture is David Hogue, and David, it's like it's a little dweeb. It's a little dweeb of a dude. A little dweeb of a dude, and he's like, he's like a prop. He's a prop by the liberals. This is the kid that ate the, ate the candy that Obama gave him when he visited the White House, and then two years later, magically shows up at a school that has a shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about it. And then Obama just magically, we've been waiting for you to jump on board. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this, is, this was planned? Those school shootings were planned? Get out of here, liberals. Get out. Go away. You're not worth anything. You're worthless. Get out. Fearless college student calls out Nancy Pelosi about her crumbs comments to her face. Gateway Pundit has the video. Yeah, how, how stupid is this woman? What, what, was the, what was the rebate that everyone got back? $75 or whatever under Obama? Did Trump, get, Trump hands out a, a thousand or something like that, or in some cases it was like 2,000 or whatever. And she's like, those are crumbs. That's nothing. Says the woman who is now worth $200 million when her salary would only give her $5 million. <laughs> They're all dirty. They're all dirty. This is ridiculous. It's silly. It's silly that we're still talking about it, that it's still a thing, that they're still at the, are you still in the room? Are you still here? Why? Why are you here? Go away. That's enough. That is enough. We've all had enough. Time for you to leave. Okay. Bye-bye. Tune in next time for episode 33. This is, this is going to end episode 32. 32 episodes of Awesomeness by yours truly, The Childrick. Now, 
hit me up on Patreon, throw a couple of coins in, please. Uh, Patreon.com slash Childerick. And I will return in another episode, another installment of Childerick, the podcast.